Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, betting connoisseurs of all ages. This is the Moneyline Madness Podcast. My name is Matt Cherico. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. Andy, it's a nice, easy Monday morning. How are we uh, How are we feeling today? I don't think I could be better after this weekend. It's perfect. It was perfect. Everything was perfect and uh, pretty great weekend. So obviously a great week ahead, right? Yeah, I mean, you started the weekend or started the week off on a, a high note. I mean, after that series against the Braves, your Mets are rolling now, uh, full force. And honestly, you know, I'm I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, I, I believe you guys are the best team in the MLB. I'm gonna give you that credit. So uh, the respect, you know, is there, and it's been it's been due. Probably a little overdue, but you know, just because I'm a Yankees yeah. fan, I'm not not giving that shit to you. And don't take it. <laughs> Don't take it for granted because you're not giving it to you for long. But yeah. right now, the Mets are playing the best baseball in the league, and it's showing. It's it's showing. So uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, coming off of a big division series win against the Braves, um, kind of really claiming first place again for yourselves, You know, what's your thought process heading into this new week? Oh, I mean, this week is going to probably be three easy ones. I would think, I hope, that they don't have to use Edwin Diaz. That's kind of the way you have to look at it now. Every game they don't use Diaz makes them just stronger tomorrow. So that's that's kind of the way I looked at this weekend, and they really avoided him in a couple of those games that they needed to. Um, but uh, pretty much everything about that stadium this weekend shows why October baseball at City Field will be insane. And I say will be because this team is not going to collapse like teams in the past. Cause this team's special. And I, I mean I mean that when I see when I see Edwin Diaz coming out to the trumpets. I mean that, that's you know, shit's probably, That's 100%. the biggest spectacle in baseball right now. More than any the more than the pod everybody talks about the Padres lineup, the Dodgers lineup. Go watch the Mets pitching. It's probably the best spectacle in sports right now. And it's just amazing to watch. But like yep. you said, they're on a they're on a tear. They're now they now actually are tied for the second best record in baseball with your Yankees. So I mean, not much going up. better for anybody else right now. I mean, it was a fantastic weekend, and Mets fans have waited for this for a long time. And Braves fans are very salty about it. And that is doesn't get better than that. It's what, yeah, it's what it's what you <laughs> want to see from the Mets side of things. Yankees obviously had a little bit of a rough weekend, got swept by the Cardinals, and have lost now five straight. Um, they're kind of looking to bounce back today. We're going to be discussing that a little bit later on, uh, kind of some bets. Capping off the episode with everything that we think is going to happen tonight on a smaller Monday night baseball slate. Um, to start off the episode, though, we're talking a little bit of football. It's been a while since we've talked football on Moneyline Madness. I know Andy's super excited. Oh, yeah. uh, we're not quite talking Georgia Bulldogs yet. Not yet. But, we'll get there. But we are going to be discussing the AFC and we're going to be talking about any value picks in the futures that we think could have any weight to them. So, Andy, without further ado, you want to run me through uh, first division. We may as well kick it off. AFC East, closest, you know, in vicinity to us, the uh, New York football Jets. So you want to uh, see any any value, you know, looking at you right now in that in that division for the futures? Why do they say New York football giants and not New York football Jets? Is cause is it because there's a baseball team that used to be the New York Giants? Maybe that, that has that, to be. That could be it. Actually, it I never thought of it that way, but right. that's I guess that has that to be makes the sense. That it's always been weird sense. to me. But yeah, to start off, uh the AFC East is obviously there's no value in the <coughs> division. No value in the division winner. You know who's winning the division. It probably won't be particularly close. 
between the yeah. Patriots and the Bills just because the Bills yep. are that much better. The Actually, the key one, I think, for the Bills is uh, Josh Allen's MVP line probably isn't. It's probably plus money. Um, he's probably my favorite to win the MVP this year. This feels like the year he wins it. Obviously, I'm a little – I've in the past, I've been a little biased watching Aaron Rodgers win it, and I still could see him win it. But when it pertains to the AFC, the best player – in the AFC, I expect this year will be Josh Allen. I mean, he has all the makings of a superstar. He already is a superstar, and this is finally the year I think he wins wins the hardware to prove it. So that's yeah, probably um, the AFC East bet that I would tail if a I was a Josh AFC. Allen MVP, uh, you yeah. know, a little MVP run. Yeah, sitting at a plus 700. He is the go. favorite right now. He is. Uh, plus Pat 700. Mahomes, yes, at plus 700. Pat Mahomes right behind him at plus 800 along with TB12. The fuck is Herbie. Tom Brady on there for? Uh, bro, they just, they're always expecting the most out of TB. Come on. He's not Come winning on. an MVP. He's father time. He is father time. Come on, man. Uh, then you got, <laughs> obviously, Justin Herbert right behind him. I'm expecting a massive year from Herbie, but we'll get to his division in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in, tapping in. I cannot see who exactly that is because it says Facebook user, but I appreciate you tapping into the stream. Drop a comment. You know, let us know any thoughts. If you think in these futures are looking juicy, I mean, one thing that I'm looking at right now, because like you said, that division, it's pretty uh, lackluster. Yeah. We know the Bills are really just going to sweep through that. And I mean, the it shows in their uh, in their total or in their future pick. I mean, sitting at I think it's minus two twenty, right? Yeah, minus two twenty. I mean, the Dolphins are going to have a good run. I think two is going to have a solid year, but I just don't see him putting them in the position to be better than the Bills. I mean, the Bills now have an established defense. They just picked up uh, they Von just Miller. Picked up Von Miller, yeah, Von Miller. They got him <laughs> away from the Cowboys. I was thinking because yeah. I was thinking Dallas. I'm like, he was such a Dallas guy and he yeah. literally said to the cowboys like please give me two million more dollars and i'll sign with you guys yeah. and jerry jones cheap ass decided to yeah. skimp out and not pay him in that bag so they got von miller to solidify that edge rush and now yeah. it's really it's really a wrap because they already yeah, had a solid yeah. line you know they already were pretty up there with uh that were stopping the run and now you add a guy like von miller who's going to give you just massive you know blitz game I mean, come on, with the secondary of Poyer and Tredavious White. I know White's coming off of that injury, but, I mean, Poyer yeah, is one of the best safeties in the league last year. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's a, a question, to be honest. They're going to – I think they win it by, like, three or four games. Like, I think the Patriots are going to be probably the same as they were last year, but mm -hmm. I think the Bills might go, like, 13 and four. Like, they're that good. Yeah, so, the, Bill, the yeah, Bills I, I are did just, that good right I did now. just find one. Everybody's favorite quarterback in New York right now, Zach Wilson. His passing <sighs> hey. touchdowns is at 20 and a half. I'm hitting the over on that. I, I he's like got a, Zach He's got Wilson. a squad this year. He's got an arm, too. That kid can throw. Obviously, we know what he can do off the field because he's obviously everybody's favorite quarterback hey, right he's now. He's slinging it on and off Ev the field. On Let's and be off honest. the field. You know, no matter the Zach ages, Wilson. he's slinging it everywhere. Love yep. Zach Wilson for that. But, yep. yeah, 20 and a half feels really low. I mean, how many did he have last year? He I, had to I have can't give you, yeah, I mean, I can't give you an exact total, but I'm up. saying he's coming in this year. He's got way more weapons. They just picked up CJ Uzoma. Yeah, Obviously, I love he's Uzoma got another now. year of Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, and oh. I think Moore is going to have a fantastic season. They're saying he's looking really good in camp. Um, they got Makai Becton now somewhat in shape, <laughs> apparently, even though he was 
throwing up at practice. Uh, he's back oh, in the yeah. trenches and solidifying that offensive line. And a lot of people might call me crazy for this take, but the Jets at the end of the season might have a top five offensive line in the league. Their trench game is different this year when it comes to the offensive line. And that's why I'm I'm pretty high on Bre both Brees Hall and Michael Carter this year as well, yeah. just because that offensive line is going to be so good. And Brees Hall is going to have a lot of usage and uh, Michael Carter is going to be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. Yeah. So I'm expecting come week five or six, we're looking at, you know, Brees Hall taking up 65% of the snaps and then Michael Carter coming in for those, you know, wildcat type of plays and some special, you know, movements in the backfield. So I'm excited yeah. for the Jets, honestly, this year. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make too big of a splash, but they're going to show improvement. And so Jets fans out there probably be a little oh, bit yeah. Uh, encouraged. Yeah, and it says right here, 13 games played, 9 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. But t tell me, can, can anybody actually name me one guy he was throwing the ball to? I think the only guy I can think of is Braxton Berrios. And he's at best a slot receiver when he's... I want to say their wide receiver one last year was Corey Davis, right? Yeah. I don't know if he played that much though. Right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So they got I, him that's, from Tennessee expecting him to be like yeah. something, and he just absolutely squandered under the heat. So, so, so he'll play. I think Zach will play. Start from the beginning. He'll be prepared. Full off season. Yeah, 20, 20, 20, 20 TDs. You're taking difficult. the 20, you, 21 TDs. You're 21. taking the uh, the total on that. I think he might go over pretty far over that. I think he's gonna be great. Good this good year, for you, man. I, I hope Zach that, Wilson does have a good year. I, I hope the Jets fans just get something to cheer for, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they are similar to the Mets, so, you yeah. know, been in the trenches for a while looking for that optimism, and, you know, you guys got it, so why not give some to the other, you know, little bros in New York? So I also, I, I I also Michael Carter minus the Williams is my favorite running back on that team. I love Michael Carter. Yeah? Yeah, minus the Williams. It always reminds I mean, me, when I say Michael Carter, it doesn't yeah. feel right not saying Williams at the end, so. Yeah, and a little MC shout out MCW in a in a football episode of Moneyline Madness. Legend mentioned Michael Carter Williams, Philadelphia 76ers legend. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but all right, I'm taking things over because you know that division, that's probably the least exciting yeah. out of uh the AFC. Um actually no, probably this next one that we'll get out of the way. Yeah, I think Talking about the AFC yeah. South, right? Yeah. So looking at it right now, we got the Colts coming in. They just picked up Matty Ice and I mean, they got a good squad. That defense has been good for a few years now to the point where, I mean, you got Darius Leonard. You have a you have a pretty stacked box down there as well. And, I mean, they're really all that division has in the bag right now. I mean, the next, next up is Tennessee. So the Colts are sitting at minus 115 to win that division. Next up is Tennessee at plus 160. I, I actually think... Tennessee should be the favorites, though. They won the division last year. The only significant loss was uh, A.J. Brown. And it's a significant loss, don't get me wrong, but, like... Well, they don't forget, they lost A.J. Brown. They lost Julio as well. Uh, Julio Barrio played for them. They, and their they only got, wide receiver now is Robert Woods coming off they got the ACL tear. True. They do have Traylon Burks, who I think is going to be really good. Traylon Burks has I don't know. been a great camp, apparently. Both teams remind me of each other so much. Quarterbacks that are really good, probably not winning you a Super Bowl. Yep. Matt Ryan had his chance at that. Um, yep. Great running backs on both sides, obviously. Um, and pretty mediocre wide receiver rooms, although I know the Colts have uh, Pittman. Who everybody loves so I, I, everybody loves Pittman but I need to see him I uh, Pittman along with um who else they have uh Paris Campbell that just can't Paris Campbell can't stay on the field 
And so, I mean, I love Campbell and I love Pittman as well. I think Pittman's the better one by uh, just a slight margin considering his availability. But I think that, you know, that like just like you're saying, they're two similar squads, but I ultimately have the Colts above them just because of that defensive presence. Yeah, I could see that. They do have a really good day of Darius Leonard, obviously amazing defense. But I, I, I was going through to see the quarterbacks because obviously they have a very... Probably the quarterback I think that has a lot of pressure on him in that division, more than any of the other three, obviously, is Trevor Lawrence. Can't even find his passing props. Trying to find touchdowns, can't find them. I, I don't know why. Well, so I got a Jaguars prop for you, and I got Doug Peterson um, as one of my potential top three for Coach of the Year this year. I so I, I do not see an exact odds on that. I think it, I want to say it was coming in at. Uh, Someone of like maybe plus. It's such a weird. I got. Uh, oh, here we go. The, yeah. Coach of the year, Dougie P. Plus plus sixteen hundred. So, I I gotta be honest. I don't think Dayball is in the running. No. <laughs> I'm a I'm a massive Giants fan, and I like the fact that Dayball is sitting at plus fourteen hundred above Peterson. Um, I don't know if that shows my somewhat. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Not. Uh, I'm not as enthusiastic about Daniel Jones as Vegas is right now. Clearly not. Kinda, I don't know if that's the vibe I'm giving yeah. off on this, but I just can't. See. So my my top three personally, um, Brandon Staley, I think is gonna is gonna win it this year. Yeah. I, I think him coming in with the Broncos. I mean, the, no, all no, they've no. ever Chargers, Chargers, oh, Chargers. I'm sorry. Stay, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. You just brought up the Broncos. That's a yeah, really good idea. I, good I, he's he's number he's three for me. Yeah. So. I was uh, Brandon Staley this year with the Chargers. Now that they have a solid defense and they finally spent some money, I yeah. think that they could have a great shot. I mean, we know Justin Herbert's going to put up somewhat of an MVP type season. That's kind of expected at this point. Um, so it really just comes down to can everybody around him stay healthy? And if they do, that makes Staley obviously look way better. So I think Brandon Staley for plus 1400 is a solid pick. But like I was saying, ultimately, um, I think Dougie P also has some great value at plus 1600 coming in with Trevor Lawrence. The thing is, they were so bad that all they have to do is win five, six games. And he's looking like a, a, a guru over there. Well, was, all he has to do is make it through the end of the season. Um, literally, <laughs> the literally, last guy didn't do that. that so. That's all that matters. So, I mean, a plus I 1600. I could say that the guy that I want to see win it is Mike McDaniel. I, I kind of want to see that that uh, press con that um speech at the end of it. To be honest, with yeah, you. yeah, I love him. He's so funny. He is, he's he is a character. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, One that's guy. a weird award though, because to be honest, the guy who should have won it like two of the last three years has not even been in the top three. That's Matt yeah. Lafleur. So yeah. okay. Uh, I mean, no, uh, he, he definitely deserves respect considering yeah. the wide receiver room stinks and he's still winning games. But I feel like a lot of the NFL, they um, look at, they look at it as Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah. his greatness right there. So, yeah, um, I like Dan Campbell as well. If we're going to be talking coach of the year, I like Dan Campbell as a coach. I want to see well. that one. Um, I love Dan Campbell. He's, I don't think the Blinds are going to be awful this year. I mean, I, they've been no, coming they out of the be. mud slightly. I, I think they deserve a little bit more respect than they've been getting from the league. Um, Jared Goff gets kicked to the curb like he's, you know, he's a Tyrod Taylor type. And honestly, the guy's got some skills. A decent amount. I, I he's don't got, know. He's they, not they, they beat, fantastic. They You're not winning a Super Bowl with him, no. clearly. You know, it didn't, it didn't work. No. But 
I think that, you know, with with the backfield of DeAndre Swift, and then he's got some type of weapons. He's got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and, you know, you got TJ Hawkinson. They got a little bit of potential to make something happen. And word to Dan Campbell, I'm not expecting, you know, them to come out and eat any kneecaps with spoons here. I think they are. I think they're going to eat some kneecaps. You think so? They're coming to be honest kneecaps? with you. They're, they, yeah, he's a beast. I, I hope they're good. I Obviously, there's two games a year I have to root against them. But other than that, like, they tied Pittsburgh last year, and it was electric. So, I, it's like the most fun tie I've ever watched. So I think yeah, the probably most fun tie I've ever watched. That, yeah, if that's even possible. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I like the, the lines on that. But, yeah. That, those, are my, that, those are my coach of the year thoughts. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird award to bet because, like, it, let's know, be awards? honest. If you're betting coach of the year consistently every weird, year, you probably, weird. you know, you got something going on. Unless right. it's a free bet, you know, something's going on with you, bro. I feel like the only award that's <clears throat> not like popularity is the MVP. Like the MVP goes to who they think is that like they're the only sport that always gets it right when it comes to the MVP. Like Aaron yeah. Rodgers won it two years in a row. You'll never see that. You saw that, I guess, in the NBA. But you'll never see everybody agree that somebody should be the MVP two years in a row. Unless it's In any absolutely, other you know, like yeah. Steph was Curry, unanimous decision type of thing. Yeah, so that's that's the cool thing about the NFL. But Hell I guess yeah. we should slide over to the AFC. North. I was gonna wait. You're just gonna you're just gonna dismiss you know the Houston Texans and Davis yes, Mills. Excuse absolutely. me. No, I yeah, hope he has a good year. I do like Davis. Shout Mills, out Lovey Smith. We're hoping the yeah. best for him as well. But I think he got fired too. To be honest with you. He got fired? Oh, no, 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 no. Cully got fired. Yeah, Lovey's I was going to say, Lovey got... Don't worry. Lovey's in He'll there. He'll have a year or two. He'll only have a year. Yeah, I was going to say, God Lovey's him. first season. You're cutting nah, Lovey before he even gets going. Jeez, man. Sorry, that's how un- that's how uh, forgettable that hire was. Oh, man. Un- unfortunate. But, all right, let's talk a real division here. Now, yeah. let's get down to the meat and potatoes, the AFC North, because this is really my favorite division in the AFC right now. Hmm. Um... I don't. I'm in on the West, but I, I the think West this is fire. Very interesting. Yeah, no, you're probably oh, right. I just so love good, the Bengals. I, I'm a big Joey B guy. Um, at this guy, point, I dude, they're not getting any respect. Like not any. Like, it's crazy. It is crazy. Especially, um, a lot of people are just considering this this playoff run a fluke. And don't get me wrong, they had everything going for them. It was one of those Cinderella runs where everything was in their favor. And do I think that they were the second best team in the league? Probably not. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And that doesn't mean that they aren't a good football team at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm, you know, luck in sports is just apparently such a bad thing because I've heard that all weekend. But, yeah, no, I, I don't understand why they're getting no love. If they had lost their entire team... And I get it. Like in college football a few years ago, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow took a team to a national championship. The next year, they were like the 25th ranked team coming into the year. It's because yep. their entire team left. In in at the NFL, that doesn't happen. All right, the the Bengals didn't really have any significant losses, and they only gained on the offensive line. So I really don't understand why they're so disrespected. But honestly. I still don't think they win the division, but I think they're the second best team in the division. I don't think the Browns win the division because I, I'm sorry. If Deshaun Watson's playing at any point this year, bad job. Simple, bad job. Probably shouldn't be playing, probably won't be playing. I think the Ravens win the division. I I think Lamar's going to be hungry. I think Lamar's going to be ready to go. Contract 
kind of, not a contract year. I think he has two more years, but he's obviously playing for big it's money. It's a prove-it year. Yeah, that's a prove-it year. He, he's coming off a year where he was barely on the field. They were, they were staying in games with Tyler Huntley. This is a talented team. Their defense is scary. So I, I like the Ravens this year coming back from a lot of injuries. I, I'm not saying that the Bengals' year was a fluke. I just know that the Ravens are a better team when they're all healthy. I think the defense of the Ravens definitely gives them a little bit of a boost. But I, I said it to Ja. I'm sure you, you saw it and you saw me talking Ravens a lot on uh, most Yeah, he's TV. a big Ravens guy. He's, yeah, so. Jamir is a massive Ravens guy. But I'm sure all year we'll be here. I can't, I can't get behind the the difference in the offensive weapons of these two teams. I think the Bengals just have that much more firepower right now. And I, it's just it's moving the needle so much more for me than what the Ravens have going on. The reason that the Ravens I'm skeptical of, they lost Hollywood Brown, their main wide receiver. They're relying on Rashad Bateman to be that guy in year. What it's year two for him, right? Year yeah, three. he didn't really play much last it, year. Either. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get much burn. You're expecting him to come in year two, be that guy in your wide receiver core, and then you're expecting two running backs, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, both coming off of significant. Uh, like lower extremity injuries, an ACL tear and an Achilles tear. It's tough for me to fully get behind the Ravens right now. I know they got a good, they got a good line. They got a good defense. Lamar obviously is a great quarterback, great running back. Um, but, <laughs> but the, the lack of weapons, just it's re it's discouraging me a little bit. I know Mark Andrews is there, but a tight end isn't going to carry your entire offense. And it, it worries me a little bit. Being that they're relying on just so much to like so much has to go right for them in order to really I see I could see be that. firing on all cylinders. When then you look over Cincinnati last year, I mean they got a three-headed monster of Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar. And then, you know, you look at the backfield and they got Joe Mixon sitting back there, along with a solid defense. I'm not sure we had talked about it if Jesse Bates got re-signed. Um, I believe they did extend him to a one or two year deal. Yeah, not hundred percent yeah. sure. But that's a bit like that's a big key bringing back that same defensive presence and i mean they the only real loss they had was what cj uzoma went to the jets yeah. like that's really the only thing that the Bengals are missing and they gained a piece of their offensive line i just for plus 180 right now i really like the Bengals to win that division uh i could see it obviously like i said i could see it i just don't think i don't think coming off of a super bowl loss they're going to have the the same hunger that the Ravens are going to have after missing the playoffs. Like the Ravens last year had a really talented team. And when Lamar got hurt their season, it didn't shut down because they stayed in games, but they had like no shot at going to the playoffs. This yeah. year, I think it's going to be very different. That's why I just, I like the Ravens more this year after all that happened. I, I think they're both going to be the race. The other two teams in the division are mediocre at best with their quarterback situations. Once Deshaun gets suspended for the year. So I, I I think yeah, it's I'm a not, very interesting I'm division. I, I, I'm not I'm not taking no, the Browns either, especially with this whole Deshaun stuff right yeah. now. I mean, it's just not it's just not looking good for him. I mean, that six game I thought six games was pretty generous. And then the fact that the NFL appealed it kind of screwed him over. Oh, so no, yeah. Once the that, NFL uh, appealed that thing, he's hitting a year. There's no doubt in my mind. It's it's looking rough. And uh as we said, he got he's getting manscaped out the league. You know, you just you hate to I see saw, it. I heard you that. just I hate to that. see it. That it's a, it's a fantastic that. thing. And I actually introduced introduced we should uh add a new segment, I said to most sports TV, you know, instead of start bench cut, you know, start bench 
Manscaped. Manscaped. Out of here. We're blackmailing yeah, people from the league. Out of here. Get them out. I think he's um, one, two, and three on that list right now. No, literally, it's just it's him and fucking Ennis Cantor, and then oh Colin my Kaepernick on the back end. Oh but, God. Now, one thing I do want to discuss. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I, I actually want to discuss it, but we forget about it a lot. Do you remember last season? when Lamar Jackson left the game for cramps and he actually just had to shit. Yeah, yeah, I that do was, remember that. That, that was, was last awesome. year? Are you sure? That was last year? year. No, that was last year. Oh, wow. I'm like 90% sure that was last I think year. I was, yeah, it must have been early in the season, but yeah, I, I remember that. Because they were like, My brother's Lamar a Ravens Jackson. fan. I watch a lot of Ravens football. I want to say it was actually towards the end of the season because they had brought in Tyler Huntley and he got hurt. And they were like, no, who's no, going to no, be? No. Didn't they bring in Trace McSorley? Was it? No, that might have been two years ago. That, I think it, that was it, two it, years yeah, ago. Two years ago, they had to put Trace McSorley in against Pittsburgh in that uh, dumb they COVID did. game that was on like Wednesday afternoon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But gotcha. this game, this circumstance I'm talking about, they had Lamar. He yeah. got hurt. They brought in Tyler Huntley. He, well, Lamar got hurt, quote unquote. He had to go shit himself. That's yeah, he literally, they just show him running to the locker room. They're like, oh, Lamar's got cramps. Meanwhile, he's just fucking Paul Piercing, just yeah. ripping the bathroom back there. <laughs> literally, all of a sudden, he comes out and they're acting like he's Willis Reed coming out the tunnel with a broken leg. Like, yeah. this guy just fucking shit his brains out. Yeah, that was didn't, it. he didn't like. Yeah, I, two things. All right. <laughs> why is there not a porta potty on the sidelines? Like, yep. why on. can't there's the there's ten? Mo- put one under the ten. Like- there's money in the budget. There's money. I know there's money in the budget. They they get new uni- Every team gets new uniforms every year. There's yep. money in the budget. Get a porta potty on each sideline. You never have to worry about a guy getting cramps again. It's it's very simple. I don't know. I've seen like when I went to a game last year, I saw a guy pissing on the sidelines. They were covering them with helmets. Like just get a porta potty. Like, where's the class? Like Goodell, let's step in here. But yeah, so for I think Lamar and his cramps, unfortunately, his cramps or his stinky butt um, are going to come in second, unfortunately, in my opinion. So, Andy B, you want to recap your uh, AFC North? I think you have, if I'm correct. Yeah, I got got Baltimore and then I got Cincinnati. I think the third place race is going to be very interesting as well. (laughs) Yeah, it it is going to be very interesting. And I'm just all I'm saying, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into too much here, but be on the lookout. You know, we had talked about the third place race between the Browns and the and the Steelers. Be on the lookout for a potential uh, interview coming up with somebody from one of those, you know, associations. Ooh, Leaving it at that. I love that. Moving on, we're going to discuss the last division, the AFC West. Wait, you guys got so, Deshaun Watson? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's a massage therapy place down the street, and I've been working on my wax on, wax off game. <laughs> And you know he hit me. He inquired. I can't. I can't uh, lie. And um, awesome. you know a little promo here and there. He's gonna uh, use code Manscaped for twenty percent off. And you know I'm gonna give him a little. You know a quick. Okay. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving uh, on. AFC West. So, I mean, this is this is really where it gets juicy. This is the best um, division in football, in my opinion. It is no, and it's it's clear. Uh, it's pretty clear. Um, you got Kansas City coming in at plus one fifty five, sitting as the favorite right now. Kind of interesting to me because. I'm expecting a fall off here. Here, I don't know about you. Nope. No? Complete opposite. I think they're going to be dominant really? as hell. I think everybody's making a lot of how good this division is. How I just did it. I I think they're fed up. They got rid of Tyreek Hill, which is obviously upsetting. I think they replaced him already. I'm not 100 percent sure what they did in the draft. I don't remember. It's it's baseball season for me still. Um, but 
I do know that they already have Travis Kelsey. That makes me fine. They have always had pretty good depth in their uh, wide receiver room. And they have Patrick Mahomes. So I really don't think they're going to fall off at all. Their defense is a little suspect still. But Dandy Reid, they're going to figure it out. They're going to dominate. I still think uh, the Chargers are so confusing to me because they should have been in the playoffs last year. They made a mistake at the end of the year. Yep, dumbass. The Raiders like, that was the stupidest yeah. game ever. Yeah, the Raiders got better. I think I'm still not 100 percent sure on that one. I know they got Devontae Adams. But I was gonna say that's your sometimes, dog. But that sometimes is your dog. Sometimes you get worse when you add star receivers. The Browns did it with Odell Beckham. They just started just, forcing the ball. When you to have him. a college connection, the way that you're Devontae right, you're, you're not wrong. Derek, Derek Carr have. Yeah, that's just not David. I think that, yeah, I was gonna try <laughs> David Carr. I'm sorry. The way that Devontae and Derek Carr have that connection and they've been friends forever at this point so i'm expecting the raiders to have a good squad they have a great defense as well so i'm expecting a pretty good year from max crosby yeah. you know jonathan abraham so or abram i'm sorry abram um, i think yeah I think and so. um i don't know i think for plus 700 it's not awful but i don't think they win the division uh one thing that i'm looking at right now is the denver broncos yeah let's not forget about them they got oh, better Man, they got a lot better. And I know a lot of people are, right now, the top two for MVP are actually, like, the top two fan voting-wise. People are putting in bets for both Russell Wilson and Josh Allen right now. Those are the two leading MVP, you know, uh, bets for Vegas. Um, all Denver needed was a quarterback. That was yeah. the whole the whole name of the game. I mean, you look at that wide receiver room, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, they're chilling. You know, they got uh, Tim Patrick as well, who we saw last year had a pretty good season. Um, and then you add him to or add Russell Wilson into that squad. Javante, Melvin Gordon, uh, already solidified defense with a young star, Patrick Sertain. You got Bradley Chubb. Like, I really like the Broncos yeah. this year. I, I think so. they're going to be very good. I think they're they're probably a lock for a wild card, in my opinion. Like, I think I think they're better than than Oakland. Uh, not Oakland, Las Vegas, idiot. Um, that's been years. How did I say that? Uh, yeah, Las, I think they're better than Vegas just because I don't think they have that. Um, I think Vegas's defense is good. I think Denver's defense is great. I, Denver's like, defense is. Great. They have lockdown corners. They have that's the difference right you there. The, yeah. the the secondary. You know, I could I could put Sertain and I could put. Um, Harris Jr. on literally anybody out there and be confident. And I mean, that one-two punch is going to stop a lot of guys. And I think that's going to be the difference because I can't see Kansas City, anybody in that wide receiver room, dominating the Broncos secondary. I don't think they have to. I think Pat Mahomes has to dominate the secondary. They just got to get open. Here's where I'm just knocking. I I, I saw Pat Mahomes be human last year. And I I saw him come down to earth somewhat. And that's where my skepticism lies. So I think that Kansas City's going to take a step back, and I had said it, I think, a month and a half ago on Most Sports TV, and it kind of went over everybody's head because it wasn't football season quite yet, but I think there's potential for Kansas City to finish third in the division this season, and I don't know how crazy that is, but I am that obsessed with the Chargers and the Broncos this season to where I think Kansas City's fall from grace is just... Everybody else is just on their ass. You know what I mean? Like every Kansas City's fall from grace can't afford to be too massive because both the Chargers and Broncos are waiting right there to hop in that number one spot. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't think Kansas City's going to fall. Like, yes, he looked human last year. Yes, there's a lot of teams that are competitive with him. But like, 
how how often do we hear like this team's gonna fall off, this team's gonna fall off, and then they're just as good. I mean, it, now, it me, happens all the time. How about this? Let me ask you. So rank, you got Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. Take their offenses, weapons, quarterbacks into account. Which it like top three? Rank those offenses for me, real quick. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. Chargers, okay. Chiefs, Broncos. You think the Chiefs' offense is better than the Broncos right now? Yes, because I think Where? it has. I think it has the connection already because I think there's always been a lot of depth in Kansas City, and I think Andy Reid's a genius. So I, I think they're also going to get Clyde Edwards-Helaire back, and I think if he plays a full season, he's going to be one of the best running backs in football. So I think I get everybody's obsession with Denver, and it is a great on-paper offense. Rookie head coach. Veteran quarterback with a rookie head coach could always butt heads. It'd be very interesting there. I think I have to see a couple weeks of the Broncos before I can really think they're going to be better than a team that won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Like, fair, that's fair the enough. only difference. That that's fair. Coming from that angle, it's fair. Now here's where where it kicks me. Rank these defenses for me: Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Defenses. Defenses. Chiefs, Chiefs defense is terrible. It's, it's so dead last. That's it's, the difference. It's for Denver, me. You know, it it's Denver down, LA. Kansas yeah, City. if it comes down to a, a straight up shootout, which Kansas City finds themselves in more often than not, unfortunately, I don't know how like yeah. how much can Pat Mahomes do to keep like he's gonna have to literally be a touchdown like machine. And I just holding him to such a high expectation, obviously he's Pat Mahomes. So, like, he's going to have a great season. But expecting the absolute world out of him and every case scenario, the same way that I'm talking about, you know, the Ravens, expecting everything to go right, I just can't see them being perfect this season. And what, that's what they need to be in a division that stacked. I, I, I believe that that remains to be seen with, with a couple of the teams. I, obviously, you know how I feel about Vegas, I think. I think there's a possibility that there things can go wrong in Vegas. They have a head coach who's already failed once in his career. Um, kind of on his uh, last opportunity to be a head coach. A lot like Doug Peterson is. Um, and yeah, like a, a college connection to me isn't saving a team if they have a bad head coach, bad you know personnel around them. But when it comes to the top three, it is such a top-heavy conference that it's going to be so interesting seeing which one of them doesn't make the playoffs, right? Because I don't think they get all three teams, and I think there there will be another team in the AFC North. So it's going to be very interesting to be to be truthful. Yeah. So your pick, you are going to be taking Kansas City Chiefs at plus one fifty five. Yep. All right, and I'm going to be taking. I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be taking the Denver Broncos at plus two sixty, and uh, you know Broncos Nation. No love Let's for ride. the Chargers. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's let's ride. My favorite thing about this summer has been every college team ever making fun of that. It's I've fantastic. Seen everybody, every I quarterback. Love it so much. I'll just be sitting in my room sometimes, and I'll just look, just look around the room, just see, let's just ride. nobody but me, my girlfriend maybe. And I look at her in the face, and I'm just like, let's ride. She's like, what are you talking? Let's ride. Where are we Broncos going? country. Where are we let's going? Let's ride. Yeah. No. Nowhere. We're let's ride. That shit's so funny. That's it's fantastic. It's it's he he is a comedy guy. He's a very oh funny yeah guy. he's yeah he he, he doesn't do it on purpose all the time. I think he does it on purpose sometimes, but uh-huh. 
just naturally as a person, Russell Wilson's a funny. He's just hilarious. Yeah. He's so I mean, funny. It's it's been since the whole future thing happened. That's it. He's just yeah. been hilarious. But I think that's going to wrap it up for our football talk today because yes, we want to save a little bit for the next episode. So oh, yeah. tune in. Moneyline Madness episode 59. We're going to be talking about the NFC and those futures. Oh, I love but, the NFC. Yeah, the NFC is great. <laughs> but don't go anywhere because we're going to be wrapping this one up with some MLB picks. Now, obviously, we had mentioned earlier, Andy had a great weekend. I mean, his great Mets weekend. blew out the Braves in a series. Everything that wanted Andy could have wanted to happen, happened. Jacob deGrom came out and looked dominant. And he just, I mean, 12 Ks on fucking 75 pitches, dude. It's insane. Holy shit. Like, He's amazing. Holy. That's just like, it can't be stated enough how insane that is. Like, that is just absolutely incredible. And just, I've never seen a pitcher so dominant. Um, I mean, until the trumpet sound. So, oh, you know, man. it's just, it gets the really shysty. The, you know, it gets really shysty over there in Queens right now. And those boys got things going. So, and you want to kick it off with your bet for tonight because you got you guys play at seven ten. Chris Bassett, you know Bassett Hound. He's got that dog in him. How you he how does. you rocking tonight? Well, I I'm almost tempted to move the run line myself to three because like I think they're gonna beat him up tonight. They're get they're facing Justin Dunn, uh, originally drafted by the Mets. I think gonna be emotional for him tonight because I think he expected and I think a lot of us expected when he was drafted to be a part of this type of team for the Mets I think he was gonna be an ace for this type of team uh, unfortunately his career has not gone very well he got traded this offseason again so making his season debut been in AAA been decent at best in AAA this is a bit better than a AAA lineup he's facing tonight so I think uh I'm, I'm very tempted to just move it to Mets minus three and just go with that because like I think this is gonna be a blowout I think I think the Mets are going to walk all over them. Um, I mean, you guys are just rolling, and then the oh, like you you couldn't have asked. You know, I don't want to hear what Corey's always talking about. All oh, the Mets have such a hard schedule compared. Like, look at who the Yankees not anymore. Blah, 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 it's blah, over. Blah. You guys got out of that patch, and now you know you're reaping the benefits of getting to play a team like Cincinnati. So, what I'm going to be taking tonight, I have the Mets minus one and a half, and if you want to take that solo, that sits at minus one fifty four, but I'm going to be combining that with Francisco Lindor, two plus bases. That itself sits at plus 100. I like both of those as individual bets, but if you want to parlay them, they sit at plus 210 together. So, I mean, I'm good with dropping. You could drop half a unit on each of that and then a full unit on the parlay. And I'm going to be riding that one into the sunset because the Reds stink. And a guy like Dunn making his first, you know, MLB appearance against a team like the Mets just doesn't. Doesn't seem like a, no, a rest. It does for not seem no, for Cincinnati. Yeah, bringing back the schedule thing. Just go. I mean, you could look at what the Mets have the rest of August, and it's tough. They play the Yankees and Dodgers and the Phillies a bunch of times. I think the Braves. After that, I mean, this team could win this division by eight or nine games. They have the. I just want everybody who's listening right now. Later, after we after we're done, go look at the Mets schedule in September. And then get ready for October because it's going to be when I say the biggest pent up, like they're going to be waiting to play a good team again. Like they do not play one for a good span of three. I think they play the Pirates, Cubs, Pirates in a consecutive like. So what yeah. I'm hearing is my agenda come September. Is yes, gonna it's going to be the Mets have played nobody. It's going to be the it's, Mets have played nobody the past few weeks. And as soon yeah. as they run into anybody, they're going to shit their pants. So 
that's the angle I'm going to be coming with. You I, know, just I just want somebody to tell me over here. Yeah, oh, 100. You're going to be. I just want. I just want somebody to tell me what lineups coming into City Field and beating Jake and Max back to back. Yeah, no, it's yeah. That's a nightmare. It's, it's that's tough, and I mean, they. I what was it? Jeff Passan last night that had tweeted. Jeff Passan, yeah, yeah, he's Passan, he he really put it. Well, you said it like you're a French guy, Passan. Passan, Jeff Passan. I saw Jeff Passan put out a tweet yeah. last night, but yeah, Passan put out a tweet last night, basically saying, you know, they're the Mets nightmare. before before Degrom came back were a good team. The Mets after Degrom coming back are a nightmare in October, waiting to happen. So, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm right there with you in, in terms of uh, betting on it. If they're going to be making us money. So I am with that. I got another pick for you. Uh, I'm going to be taking my talents over to Baltimore for this one. Uh, I've never heard that crazy. before. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not words that are said often. Not at all. I'm going to be saying it here. Um, I'm unfortunately taking my talents there, but not siding with Baltimore. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to the whole city at this point because I'm just I'm rooting against you guys. It is what it is between the Ravens and now the Orioles. I'm going to be siding tonight with the Toronto Blue Jays and Yusei Kikuchi. So sitting at minus 144, I mean, I'm really liking the money line right there. The value isn't too crazy on it because they're playing the or, or playing the Orioles. But they're a better team, and so I'm expecting them to come out with their second-best pitcher of the season. I mean, I know Ryu's been hurt, so it's been all on Kikuchi to uh, be the number two starter for them. So sitting at minus 144, that just seems like some easy bankroll to roll into uh, the next bet that we're coming up with. Yeah, Blue Jays are creeping up, you know, a whole nine and a half games back from the Yankees now. Um, all didn't really take... Is- Thank God that we had that, you know, that big lead because right now the Yankees little skid is definitely what's saving them. Well, they didn't take advantage of it. In the last 10 games, the Yankees are four and six. The Blue Jays are six and four. They've gained two games. Like the AL East isn't as, isn't as great as everybody thought it was going to be this year. It's, it's pretty sad. And it's weird because like Baltimore's a good team, a decent team now. And like nobody talks about it because the Yankees are just so far ahead of everybody else. The division's been over since April, but yep. yeah. Speaking of those uh, Yankees, I got their game tonight. I just have the under in their game. Cause it's very, it's very tough to gauge who's going to win it. Um, Yankees have a pretty bad pitcher on the mound, but the Mariners have just been so weird in terms of like Logan Gilbert's great. Are they going to hit for him? Even though they're facing a bad hit, bad pitcher, are they still going to hit for him? So at, at Safeco, uh, not Safeco. That's that used to be Safeco. It's T-Mobile Park. I'm stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, in Seattle, ten o'clock starts gonna be weird for Yankee fans, but um, I just have the under. I don't think there will be much hitting in this game, even with regardless of the fact that Jamison Tyone is not very good. And uh, I just have the under because I really don't know who's gonna win the game. Yeah. Well, I I think that if the Yankees want to win this game, they got to get to the bullpen of Seattle. Because that's honestly the weakest link of their team right now. And uh, their bullpen is uh, definitely not as good as Logan Gilbert. So one thing that I'm going to be coming with tonight, um, I have Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu, two bases each. And that's a little bit different than, you know, picks that we normally come on Moneyline Madness with. But that's sitting at plus 318. So I'm willing to drop, you know, a quarter to half a unit on that. Just being that the Yankees are really looking for that comeback game. And, you know, some people might call it betting with your heart. But when you're a good team like that and you lose five straight, you want to put yourself in the best position to win. That's where the stars come out and really show. So uh, I'm expecting, you know, Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu to step up here. I mean, it's not that 
it's not like those guys haven't been contributing because they're the only ones that have been really doing yeah. anything. So taking both of those at plus 318, you know, I'm liking that a lot. And then another one that I have for that game uh, that I'm also willing to throw a somewhat smaller unit size on, I really like Aaron Judge to hit a home run and then the Yankees to win tonight, all in all. So I'm not digging the Tyone first five, any of that. Um, I think if the Yankees are going to take this game, it's going to be close in the beginning. And then the second half, you know, six to inning six to eight is really where they're going to pull away. So I, I find that Aaron Judge to hit a home run and Yankees money line sitting at plus 340. I'm willing to throw a small unit on that and uh, take my chances. I, I like it. I, he hasn't hit a home run in a couple games, right? It's been two games drought, right? yesterday he had he was about two feet away from a grand slam i heard i did in hear that, that in that inning that boone got ejected he was literal he was right there at oh man i was watching my tv i stood up so fast bro just not not enough juice on it it was an it was an rbi double tied the game up but ultimately they oh, lost that game so i mean it's, it's not game. on aaron judge but i mean you we got to figure out a way to win tonight and the yankees know that so i think they're going to come out a little more fired up uh, especially after getting ripped you know, last night was a loss, but they were put in an awful spot off rip by the umpire. I mean, both pitchers were put in horrendous situations to where they both were forced to come in the zone because this guy was just calling a horrendous game. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it caused Wainwright, it caused both Wainwright and then Montas as well to, you know, ha they were forced to come in the zone. And we saw it was 6-6 come inning four. So Yeah, you know, there was 380 pitches thrown in that game. It was five hours long almost. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. I was, honestly, I was on the ump. And that was that's bad. that. Yeah, that's on the blue. We need we need robot umps at that point because this guy, I don't know who exactly, <laughs> what his name was. They had said it yesterday. I thought it was Angel with the way that that game was getting called. So, uh, was if, it? No, I think the Mets game was no, C.B. Buckner. Angel. No, C.B. Oh, Buckner was the Mets game. He's one of the worst I've ever seen. He's too. also horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I think that's going to wrap it up for my picks today. It Andy, is. Got any more yeah. to, uh, uh, yeah. I'm good. I got everything out. 45 so, minutes. Nice episode. 45 minute episode. Yeah, we on are definitely Monday. on a Monday. Yeah, we're definitely back in the swing oh, yeah. of football season. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Without further ado, this has been Moneyline Madness, episode 58. Like I said, catch us in the next one for our NFC futures preview and some more MLB picks. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you later. Let's go, Mets.